All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to The Jason Greger Show, presented by Play Alberta. .ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at playalberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. XM joins us. Danger Dave, what's happening, my man? I'm good, Gregor. What's up, buddy? Well, you know, hey, lots of changing. Uh, there's a few teams in uh, Western Canada, uh, specifically in the Pacific Division, that are starting to win some games. And, uh, you know, Calgary and Edmonton uh, playing up to, I think, the, the standards, especially Edmonton and even Calgary. I thought Calgary was a team that was going to be a lot better than they've come out of the gate. Uh, same as Edmonton. So, uh, you know, they, they seem to be uh, to rounding into form. Well, we've seen a few of the top teams, Dave, like Boston all of a sudden's leaking five goals a game, which doesn't happen uh, very often. Vegas is in a little bit of a funk as well. So it's uh, the up and down part of an NHL season. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, really we're at a quarter of the way through the schedule right now. And, um, you know, no team is going to go on a run the likes of which Boston did at the beginning of the year or Vegas did at the beginning of the year for the entire year. I mean, Boston kind of did it last year, but and that's just not going to happen very often. So what you'll see, it, you tend to see it every year is you get – some teams that go off to bad starts go on on runs and come back a little bit toward the pack. Um, but it, it's always interesting to track because what you do when you start off poorly is you leave yourself really no room for further error. And uh, in order to get yourself back into a playoff position and to keep it there, you've got to continue to play at a really high pace. 
And that's a lot to ask um, of any team to play the final 60 games at such a high clip to re-solidify a playoff position, uh, let alone a team that started poorly for the first 15 to 20 games. So uh, we'll see. I think that's why why we so rarely see significant amounts of teams that uh, were in the outside of the playoff picture at U.S. Thanksgiving find their way in by the end of the year because of what I just said. You have to go on such a long run for such a long amount of time. Um to 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 get back to where you want to be, so you know there's always a few. Like I, I think New Jersey's really starting to find it. Uh, heck of a game last night, coming back in the third period, uh, down two, win in regulation against a team to try to catch. That's a big win. They've been decimated by injuries uh, through through much of the first quarter of the year. They missed Nico Heischer for for eleven games. Um, you know, Timo Meyer's been in out of the lineup. Like these are important guys. Dougie Hamilton seems like he's banged up now a little bit. But I think they're going to be able to figure it out. You mentioned Edmonton and Calgary. They're starting to come. Um, the good thing is in that division, teams like Anaheim coming back to the pack. So, so maybe they can continue to climb. But it's going to take um, sustained quality play from really here on out. There's really no more room for further error for these teams. Yeah, well, the the West, is uh, there is some room for error there simply because um... – uh, there's a lot of them that uh, were erroneous for a while there, Dave. So uh, the a uh, little bit of a turtle race, but it will pick up. Like you're not going. No, although I shouldn't say it's never happened before, because in 2016, uh, 15, Minnesota made the playoffs with 87 points as a second wildcard team, and actually the ninth place team had 82. So in theory, they could have made it with 83 points, which obviously uh, doesn't happen uh, very often. But Calgary's starting to to slowly pick it up. Edmonton, obviously. Uh, of course, in the same boat. Well, I think Anaheim is definitely uh, coming back down to uh, to earth somewhat. Um, give me your thoughts on the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, no, the coaching change. Uh, they get the victory. Uh, what do you make of the Wild? And do, do you think they can be another team that maybe rebounds and put themselves back in a playoff race? I'm not convinced about Minnesota. When they bought out Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter a couple of years ago and we saw the cap penalties that they would incur for the following three seasons, I thought that at some point uh, they would have one of those years where uh, they just they don't play to the level that they want to play at, simply because they're playing essentially with a salary cap that's $14 million less than everybody else. Um, that's a huge cap penalty to try to deal with and still be competitive. And coming into the year, I thought they had overachieved to an extent last year. Like their team is okay, but it, it really doesn't excite me all that much. And then what's happened is Kirill Kaprizov hasn't played very well this year. Uh, he was great last year and, and really uh, drove their team forward. So there's been some drop off on, on his part. Um, and beyond that, I mean, I, I think their team is, is okay, but it just doesn't really excite me all that much. So, um, I don't see them clawing back. I mean, they haven't even really gone on a little run yet. Like Edmonton has started to over the last week or so, like their hole is really, really deep. So I'm, I'm not convinced as much that Minnesota can do it. Um, you looked at Edmonton at the beginning of the year, and I agreed with, with what you were saying. I don't know if it was on your show when you were on mine, Jason, was that, look, Edmonton, you look at their top players, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 
the way they played the first 20 games, you knew that at some point they were going to get it together. There was room there for significant improvement on their part. Other than than Kirill Kaprizov, I just don't know if they've got the, the, the horses on Minnesota uh, to improve to the point where they will get chugging along. And I, I just think the hole is, is too insurmountable now for Minnesota. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think that's totally uh, totally valid. Um, uh, you know, I do Minnesota the the one wild card like Kaprizov's got to get going for sure, right? Uh, McDavid has gotten going. You know, can, now Kaprizov's not McDavid, so but but he has no. to get going. There, there's no question about it. They got no chance. I don't care what team you are. Um, you can't go long term with with that lack of production from uh, from your go to guy. It's just a uh, it's too difficult, uh, too big of an ask uh, to do. What about the Boston Bruins? You think they're maybe coming back down a little bit closer to the team we thought they might be um, now, or is it just a a weird string of luck for them? Because they, you know, we all thought, hey, maybe there'd be some struggles with their center ice position, and that doesn't necessarily mean that their goalies are bad. But if you don't have top centers, sometimes Dave, you're going to have some defensive miscues and stuff. And Krejci, and specifically Bergeron, were obviously very good uh, defensive centermen. So, what do you make of Boston? Is this a little bit of a funk, or maybe they are coming back more to what the team we expected them to be this year? I think probably a little bit of both. Um, I expected Boston to be a team that was in the pack, the upper end of the pack, but but in the pack. I didn't expect them to run away with the division as they did last year and as they were appearing to do through the first 15 games or so. Um, I look at Boston as a team that has the capability to keep themselves in the mix until the trade deadline when they can go out and they can patch up some holes. Um, that they have in their lineup. And I think, as you point out, Chief among them is up the middle of the ice. They're going to need to go out and get a centerman the same way the Maple Leafs are going to have to go out and get a defenseman, if not two, if they have any interest in doing any of the playoffs. Like, you're just you're not going to win if you're the Boston Bruins with what they have up the middle of the ice right now. You might be able to make the playoffs, might be able to win a round or two, but you're going to run into a team that's just better than you um, when when you have the players that they do up the middle of the ice, like Pavel Zak and Charlie Coyle. These are good players, but they're not number one and number two centers on a championship caliber team. So they need to go out and address that. But but beyond that, I think they're a good enough team where they will be in the mix. And that's that's what I expected out of Boston. So, um, yeah, certainly coming back to the pack a little bit. But I don't think this is the beginning of, you know, to use a Toronto analogy, an 18-wheeler situation where the, the truck's about to veer off the road. I just think what they were doing in the first 15 games was was insane, really, um, and and utterly unsustainable. So naturally, you're going to go through a period where you're you're not at that level. But but I also don't think they were going to win at that clip moving forward for the rest of the year. So it's like a double whammy. You're going to have some regression, and then you're going to start winning again, but not at the same clip that they were in the first 15 games. So no, I think they'll be fine. But that's that's what's going to happen. Is they're going to come back to the pack a little bit? Um, but I, I I don't really see there being trouble in the Atlantic Division for them simply because you you look at the teams right now like Ottawa lost in in the 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 no. the enjoyment of the referee's uh, announcement where he said everybody on the ice gets a ten minute <laughs> misconduct and and we all chuckled and laughed and that was funny and and it was kind of old time hockey. Um, what, what's lost in that game was that Ottawa got pumped yet again. I mean, coaches are never going to point out 
to a game that yeah, that was a perfect effort. Um, but that was darn near close to a perfect effort for the Florida Panthers against Ottawa on Monday, where they beat them five nothing. The kill was good, the power play was good, they were good at even strength, and they ran them out of the barn physically. So that was concerning for me if you're an Ottawa Senators fan to see yet another no show like that. Um, really looked disconnected at times. Like you saw Eunice Corpusalo uh, banging his stick behind the net after he stopped the puck. Like, fellas, any interest in coming back here to get the puck? <laughs> like, there looked like there was some weird stuff going on in Ottawa that they should be passed by now. So I don't look at them as a team that is going to get, like, they're not a playoff team to me uh, right now, um, really, or at any point this year. They haven't shown me any indication that they're a playoff team. Buffalo is, I don't know, I'm, I still need to see more. Um, they're trying to put it together, but, you know, let, let's see if, if they can sort of keep their head above water until Tage Thompson gets back. Apparently around January 1st now, they're hoping he, he'll be able to get back, and if he can, that'll be a big help, but we'll see where they're at at that point. Montreal, forget it. Um, you know, and Detroit, interesting, they got Patty Kane, kind of came a little bit out of left field, but I still need to see a little bit more. Like, let's revisit Detroit in a month. Um, I, I think, you know, for Boston, the, the, the opportunity to, to get into the playoffs is absolutely still there in the Atlantic because I'm just not thrilled with the competition at this point. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Uh, Dave McCarthy from uh, Sirius XM uh, joins us. Uh, Dave, the, the other team that uh, that I find interesting, the uh, – uh, like, are you buying in? Like, are you all in on the LA Kings? Is is this sustainable in your eyes for the Kings? Yeah, they're a real team. I like LA a lot. I don't think there's a team with three better centermen up the middle of the ice. And let's not get carried away. Edmonton has two better centermen than anybody on LA. But when you can give me when you can give me Anze Kopitar, Philippe Deneau, and Pierre Luc Dubois up the middle. That that's pretty deep, right? It gives Todd McClellan options in terms of a deployment standpoint. You know, do you want to put Philippe Deneau against another team's top line because he's more than capable of playing those minutes? Um, he can take some of the heavy lifting off guys like Dubois and Kopitar. He puts them in a better position to score. Like, there's just all kinds of options there for Todd McClellan. Um, defensively, I I think they're really good. Uh, they were not great through the first whatever it was when they were in town here on October 31st. Todd McClellan was still talking about the fact that they're trying to find their defensive scheme and, and their identity, I guess is what he said. I think they've found that really well now in the last three weeks. Um, their goaltending has been has been pretty good. Um and I just like the way they play. Like they they play um a mature style of game. So to me, LA is absolutely a real team, um, a, a cup contender. Uh, I look at them in the Pacific Division. To me, right now, it's 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 LA and Vegas. And I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the year if it's LA that ends up tops in that division because I really like how their team is built. Yeah, I, you know, I wonder, Cam. The thing about goaltending is Aiden Hill, and we've seen other seasons, man. You know, system definitely plays a factor, and I think their system in Los Angeles uh, definitely is is beneficial to them. Uh, there's no question. Uh, Patty Kane to the Detroit Red Wings. The uh, Wings currently have the uh, the eleventh um, are eleventh most points in the National Hockey League. Uh, they're tied actually with Toronto. Uh, what do you make of Kane? He said a week to 10 days before he comes back in. How much of a boost do you think this is for the Red Wings? 
Well, help. Um, obviously, he's got a history with Alex Dabrinkit from back in the day in Chicago where they played real well together. Um, so that that would be a good match. It'll lengthen their lineup, certainly. Um, I think it'll, it'll, it'll give them just more of an offensive punch. I, I think that's something that they... They have required in Detroit for a little while, um, but I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'll ask you: when you look at Detroit, if you're signing a one-year deal, if if you're looking for an opportunity to contend to a Stanley Cup for a Stanley Cup, like, there's seven, eight teams probably ahead of them on my list before I get to Detroit. Like, I don't look at them. As oh yeah, that absolutely a contender, and now you had Patty Kane, and and now they're off to the races. Um, they they might get in. They, they've they've been good so far. They haven't taken their foot off the gas, but I wouldn't be willing to bet all of my money that at some point this year the wheels don't start to shake and and maybe fall off. Um, before before I get convinced with Detroit, they're going to have to show me a lot more. So. Um, look, with, with Patty Kane in Detroit, he's going to get an opportunity to play, right, in, in, a, in a higher position in the lineup um, in a way that maybe he wouldn't if he joined a legit, legit cup contender. Um, so that might be something he values as well, given the fact that it was only a one-year deal and, and, and part of this season ultimately is to show other teams throughout the league that he's still capable of playing at a high level. You need to be able to get minutes to do it. He's going to get them in Detroit. And if he performs well, it'll good, it'll be good for him and it'll be good for Detroit. Um, but I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised because I don't see Detroit as a cup contender right now. I don't even see them as a guaranteed playoff team. Um, so, so we'll see, but it, it certainly will help. Detroit, if if he can play even close to the player that he used to be, um, you know that'll that'll give them another punch, and I think that's something they needed. Well, uh, it also, man, if you're an Islanders fan, you're not liking it because uh, you you look at no. the at the East, right? Boston, Florida, New York, Carolina. People thought, okay, those guys are in Toronto, Tampa, right? And then there was going to be battles, and New Jersey with Hughes and Heisher and them out when they come back. I think everybody's expecting them to go. Uh, Buffalo has found a way to stay 500 despite Tage Thompson and some shoddy goaltending a little bit. And I just look at the Islanders, man. I don't see how they're going to get in. Uh, Detroit all of a sudden, cause Detroit and Philly, Philly's, you know what? I wonder if it's smoke and mirrors, but Detroit's got 26 points already, Dave. And you add Patrick Kane. I can't see how it's going to weaken their team. I think it's only going to strengthen it, especially if his hip feels good. And, uh, you know, then all of a sudden I just think that gives them an upper hand on the Islanders who, uh, who continue to be a team that, uh, that, you know, is struggling uh, offensively. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing with Detroit is, you know, unlike in, in past years, the last year or two, where they've, I think, been auditioning a number of guys for roles and, and putting younger guys in positions and hoping they can, they can, they can, you know, grow into those minutes. Like they've got legit NHL players in that lineup now. Guys like Andrew Kopp, you know, Alex Debrink, it's a quality score. Dylan Larkin, obviously. Um, you know, they went out and signed some guys in the off season to, to, to bring in, um, more, more depth like JT Comfort. Um, my concern with Detroit always has been that they've got guys that are, are miscast. In other words, playing a little too high in the lineup. Not that they're bad players, but, you know, is, is Andrew Copper, is JT Comfort, you know, a good enough second line center? 
to be um to 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 be on a team that is going to contend for a playoff spot or if you had either of those guys um playing legit minutes as a third line center you'd you'd be laughing you'd be away to the races that that's the same thing with Dylan Larkin like really good player on a championship caliber team on a playoff team is he is he a, a top number 1 center or is he like an elite number 2 center in other words would you like a center who's a bit better than I, like I'm kind of on of that mind. So that's my only concern about Detroit is that they've got some guys who are miscast, a good collection of talent, and, and maybe they, they get there by committee this year. Um, but we'll see. I mean, they're, I, I, they're not a doormat by any stretch, but I'm just wondering if, if they, got, like, they got 60 games left. That's a long time. And I'm wondering if at any point they go through a real rough spot 12 to 15 games where they pick up like three wins and then suddenly they find themselves on the outside scratching and clawing and constantly chasing being like two or three points back um, down the stretch. That's tough to make up ground at that point. So, so we'll see, but I'm with you. If I had to bet right now um, for a playoff team um, between the Islanders and the Red Wings, I'm picking the, the, the Red Wings over the Islanders to be sure. Dave, good stuff, man. And uh, also, uh, I've never seen it called, but the old double hit in the shootout uh, had people uh, really scratching their head a little bit uh, last night. I know the uh, Panthers didn't love it. I watched the replay a few times. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And, and by theory, yes, it yeah. was there. It was it was pretty close. Uh, whoever caught that, good on them because uh, I wouldn't see it. I had to watch it. I don't know how many times to finally see the one angle uh, where it uh, where it showed up. But uh, that was definitely an odd ending uh, to a game that uh, it obviously uh, personally uh, I quite liked. I can understand why. And uh, I spoke to uh, Noah after the game, and I, I said to him, "Did did you notice that there were Panthers literally coming back onto the ice?" as you were shooting and he was like what really no i didn't even notice that it was it was just a bizarre set of circumstances the building had basically emptied jason yeah fans were trying to get back in i very nearly had submitted my story um as as panthers win i was able to get my my finger off the send button just in time oh I tell you what sometimes you go to the rink and that's what what makes it uh, fun but what we do um, oftentimes you never know what you're going to see. And on some nights you will see something that you have never seen before. And, and certainly I've never seen anything quite like that. The ending of that Leafs cats game. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Davey. Appreciate it. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Buddy, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Okay, see you, Jason. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.